From activism to entertainment, health to nightlife, profiles and courage to travel, and so much more. This is the Jeff Hawker Show, LGBTQ news and lifestyle conversation for the Coachella Valley region. Here's Jeff Hawker on Radio 111. We are grateful to have you here listening to our show today, and uh, we're ready for another fantastic show. The, um, you know, it's just been really crazy busy lately. You know, we had Halloween, we had Pride, we had Desert AIDS Walk, and there's a little bit of lull, and then we get into the holiday season, and we're excited to talk about the Palm Springs Gay Men's Chorus production of Sparkle Twinkle Jingle. And here on the phone with us today is the brand new artistic director for the chorus, Jerry R. Soria Faust. How are you? Hey, Jeff. It's great to be with you today. Thanks for having me. You know, the process of selecting a new artistic director was pretty rigorous. And there were some really great candidates, but, you know, you stood above and beyond everybody. I'm wondering, when you got that call, what was the first thing or first feeling that you had? Well, I've done this before, but, you know, Palm Springs truly is a magical place and um, a place that I have loved for many, many years. And for me, um, getting the call felt like a homecoming. I am a Southern Californian at heart, even though I was away in Chicago for a while. And when my family and I decided to come back and work in um, arts education in Southern California um, and the job opened with the Palm Springs Gay Men's Chorus, I jumped at the opportunity to apply. Um, I knew many of the people. I knew the history of the organization. Uh, and I knew that there was a place for me in terms of getting the chorus moving in a new direction and continuing to build upon its previous success. So I was excited. I felt like it was coming home. And so far, about two and a half months into um, rehearsals, I still have that feeling, and I still feel um, very much welcomed by the singers and the community. And we are moving forward, and we are moving forward with um, with positivity and excitement for the future. Yeah, and I think any time that there's a change in the creative direction, that it can be really, really positive. And I just I like your attitude about just all aspects of production value, singing quality. Um, we just recently did the Greater Palm Springs Pride Parade on on the main stage, and it, you were so eloquent about how you put that program together, and and just really wonderful songs. We had, we had a pretty big audience that day too. Yeah, I think it was one of the biggest in recent memory, and um, it was such a privilege for us to be on the main stage, you know, with the likes of um, Third Eye Blind and some of the really cherished performing groups from Palm Springs. But in, in another way, it was really a place where we should be. Um, this chorus is about 23 years old. It has been through nearly every stage of um, the gay community's, um, you know, history and been there at the forefront in all of the things that make Palm Springs special. So really being on that pride stage was exactly where the chorus should be. And I thought that they were tremendous in their performance. And the feedback that everybody got was very, very positive. So it was a great first time for us collaborating together, me and the singers. And I think we can only go up from here. 
Yeah, we, we, we did sing at the Desert AIDS Walk, but it wasn't quite the production value that we had at Pride. And, and you did a really great thing that we haven't done before where we actually sang to tracks. Yeah, I mean, on that stage, it's a huge stage with a huge outdoor audience area. And I think that I wanted us to be impactful and pumping our music through the speakers was really the best way to do that. Uh, and we got everyone's attention. And the music was a way to get their attention. And then our voices and our commitment and our stage presence really are what kept them there for the whole program. And the audience just kept growing and growing and growing and getting louder and louder and louder. So the music was great, but it truly was the men and their voices and their hearts and their commitment to being exceptional that kept people there and kept that audience growing right up to the very end. And for me, as it is for most entertainers, it's that thunderous applause that you get that just warms you inside and it makes you want to sing even better. Yeah, I mean, we are singing for an audience. Uh, you know, but the other side of that is every Tuesday at rehearsal, my philosophy is always that we are singing for each other too and we're singing for ourselves. And I've implemented sort of an overarching philosophy and that is we practice as we perform and we perform as we practice. So I want every Tuesday night to be a mini performance and I want the men to feel like every Tuesday night they're performing for themselves and for each other. And so that means really elevating the experience pushing ourselves to new heights, um, not simply just going through the motions each Tuesday, but really giving it our all. And that philosophy is really starting to pay off. The sound um, has improved by leaps and bounds since our first rehearsal. The amount of focus and the amount of excitement about our concert is just unbelievable. And I think people are going to be really blown away when they see the progress that the chorus has made in just a few months. Yeah, and in fact, I, I should give the website for the first time, psgmc.com. Ticket sales are already really, really strong, and we anticipate we're going to sell out all three shows. So buy your tickets early. We're talking with the new artistic director, Jerry R. Soria Faust. And you also led i mean you really came in and quickly had to get things together you led an audition that brought in 27 new singers yeah we auditioned over 30 and we took 27 and i in my all my years of working in music directing i haven't seen a crop of talent like we saw that evening uh, and every time we thought we were finished, we looked up and there was someone else standing out in the hallway. Um, so it was really, it was a very exciting night. And I think it illustrated how excited people are to get back to normal after such a dark period and having to stay away from public crowds and stay away from the stage for so long. So singers and audience members, I think, are just overjoyed to be able at least to get back to somewhat of a sense of normalcy. Um, and we're seeing that in ticket sales. We're seeing that in the numbers of performers that we have. We're approaching 90 now. Um, and I think we're going to have even more in the spring. So I, I think it's there's an excitement about coming back. And it's really the theme of our season is that we, we want to shine through this year where there has been darkness previously. And we also want the singers to be able to shine again on stage. 
Well, I think this is a testament to your expertise and willingness to elevate the chorus is a lot of times when you have an audition, you have singers start and after about a month, six weeks, people start falling off and you've really had great retention. Yeah, and I think that goes back to this idea of practice as performance and performance as practice. I mean, we run every rehearsal like it's like it is high stakes and crucial and uh, efficient and focused. And I think people appreciate that. They appreciate that we value their time and that we truly are making palpable progress each and every week. Um, And then, you know, part of that also is explaining the vision of the show and how the pieces work together and the story that we're trying to tell for the audience. And I think that makes people excited And I think it motivates them to continue to work hard, to show up and practice at home. And that is going to pay off in big ways when we hit the stage at the Annenberg in just about four weeks. Yeah. Uh, The show is called Sparkle, Twinkle, Jingle, Making Your Season Bright. So give us a teaser on what audiences can expect. Oh, gosh. Well, there's plenty of all three of those things, sparkle, twinkle, (laughs) and jingle, um, and a lot of sparkle for sure. So we have a diverse set of songs that truly there's something for everyone. We have traditional holiday music like Let It Snow and Oh Holy Night and some Jingle Bells variations. We have some non-traditional pieces that really, I think, are going to surprise and delight people. We are singing in four languages, including American Sign Language, which is just one of the most beautiful points in the show. Um, And then we have this amazing guest artist that's coming to sing with us, Michelle McConnell. She is truly a Broadway star in every sense of the word. She spent almost seven years, that's seven years on Broadway in the role of Carlotta in The Phantom of the Opera. Um, And just recently went back to full-time voice teaching at a couple of universities. She is a down-to-earth personality that has amazing star quality at the same time. Um, We're going to be singing a couple of pieces with her, and then she's also bringing a couple of her favorite holiday selections with her to perform for the audience. Um, She is someone who, when you're in her presence, you feel valued, you feel listened to and important. Uh, She's a great collaborator, a a wonderful um, soul to be around, and I think the audiences are going to experience that as well as the singers who will be working with her when she arrives from New York City. Yeah, it was especially in awe that she taught with the Joffrey Ballet Summer Musical Theater um, since its inception in 2015. I mean, the level of quality and stature of an organization like that, I mean, just we're just going to be so thrilled to have her in our presence. Her voice is exquisite, and she sings uh, legitimate classical music just as well as she sings jazz, just as well as she sings show tunes. She is versatile, um, and I just can't say enough good things about her. We've been friends for 30 years, and she's always been exceptional, but to see her go off and live her dream after years and years and years of auditioning on Broadway and being told no and sticking with it and then becoming a record-breaking diva um, on a Broadway stage is just thrilling for all of us who know her. And I, the chorus is going to be elevated even beyond what they already are in terms of class and 
um, elegance and uh, and just I think it's going to be a thrilling evening. What a way to kick off your first season! Yeah, it's, it's going to be agree. spectacular. It's going to be so fun. <laughs> um, again, the show is called Sparkle Twinkle Jingle. You can get tickets at psgmc.com. Just click on the purchase tickets button, and it goes directly to the Annenberg Theater. Uh, box office, but also you can go buy tickets in person uh, at the Palm Springs Art Museum, Annenberg Theater box office. Um, Any final thoughts? Yeah, I want to add that, you know, if you are a singer, a shower singer, or a car singer, or you have performed on stages before or have taught music, there is a place for you. And we will be auditioning again. We're already planning for that in January. So it's a, it's a great opportunity to join a fantastic, positive community or family of singers. January the 4th is our auditions for the spring. We have another great, fun-packed program in the spring in April. And uh, you can find all the information, as always, at psgmc.com. I know you got to go teach, which is one of your other really fascinating aspects of your life that we'll have you back on and we'll talk more about your teaching credentials and your family. Look forward to seeing you tonight at rehearsal. Thank you, Jerry, for being on the show. Thanks a lot, Jeff. We'll see you soon. Again, if you want to buy tickets, go to psgmc.com. Do not wait. These shows will sell out. Next up on the show is Paul Belsito and Stephen Roach with the Filmmakers Gallery. You're listening to The Jeff Hawker Show on Radio 111. Lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer. The Jeff Hawker Show, casting a brilliant rainbow of diversity on Radio 111. Now, here's Jeff. Thanks again to have Jerry on the show. Once again, that show is called Sparkle Twinkle Jingle. It's the Palm Springs Gay Men's Chorus, and we are back. I'm so excited and proud to be a second tenor. And we're, we're going to bring back some holiday fun that we have done at other shows um, that, I, that are real crowd pleasers. Um, I, I'm going to bring to the mic early Paul Belsito. Did I say your name right? Yes, you did. Um, you're going to be on in the, in the next half an hour with your husband, Stephen. Yes. Um, but one of the things we wanted to talk about was the uh, Desert Rose Playhouse. You know, we just recently did the Leather Pride dance party there, and we had so much fun converting that space <laughs> into a dance club. It it was work because there's a lot of tables and a lot of chairs in there, but they're doing such a great job of really investing in that space. They are, they are. And we've known Matthew for such a long time, actually, we are just talking about this, uh, Matthew was actually one of the subject matters in a uh, international photographer's first show with us, uh, Louis Scobar. I don't know if you've heard of him, but no. he's a leather photographer from Venezuela who focuses on the leather community and, and other subject matters, of course. But uh, 
He was one of our first subjects. It was called the dark room. So everything was very, you know, dark, mysterious. We had one artist who was a sculptor who actually did these weird, odd sculptures that they looked like nothing as just plain daylight. But once nighttime fell and we put spotlights on them, they turned into very nasty subject matter <laughs> involving men and cowboys and leathermen. And there it was really, really interesting. But Matthew was one of those subjects. That, that's interesting you bring up that topic because one of the items that we got for the auction for the Leather Pride formal dinner was this bench. Uh, it was painted with fluorescent paint uh-huh. and so we had a fluorescent light on it and you know it just looks like something regular and then yeah. you put the fluorescent light on it and the imagery really pops and to be able to have that talent to have that vision of okay we're gonna have two different spaces in time here but it's right. one piece of art isn't that just like it blows me away some of these artists out there that just the way that, that they can do that with the double meaning behind stuff too. Right. So at the Desert Rose Playhouse right now, there are some tickets still available. This is the final weekend for Hedwig and the Angry Itch. Have you seen it yet? I have not seen it. Itch. I would love to see it. Uh, but I have seen musical numbers from it, but I've not seen the entire Well, and the set's production. really cool. We use that as part of the leather dance. It's a Corvette, like, driving through the wall. Oh, wow. And, and I'll tell you, Robbie, Robbie Wayne and Matthew McLean have hired some of the best stage artists to paint and build sets and all that. So it's this weekend, Thursday, 7 p.m., Friday, 8 p.m., Saturday, 8 p.m., and Sunday, 2 p.m. Their website is desertroseplayhouse.org. And then, I don't know if you've seen this, but it's it's a Christmas tradition. And Desert Rose has been doing this for years, but it's called Christmas with the Crawfords. Yes. Have yes. you seen it? I haven't I seen have it. not seen it, but um, another Matthew friend of ours uh, was in it. I think he's from New York City, but he was in one of the films, our friend Billy Clift, who is a director and producer. Um, He's actually the third cousin to Montgomery Clift. Uh, He uh, worked on a film that Matthew starred in called Baby Jane Question Mark. So it's his homage to whatever happened to Baby Jane. And Matthew plays to the T the most stellar performance of uh, Baby Jane, which would be of course betty davis yeah so fantastic well and so i guess this show what it's all about is all these famous people coming over they find out where joan crawford lives and they just keep coming over so robbie wayne plays julie garden or julie garland (laughs) ben reese as Catherine hepburn and carmen miranda um, then you have like ethel merman showing up and gloria swanson and it's all these skits with all these quote-unquote famous people yes i've heard about this through matthew like i said matthew did it i guess in new york um and i would have loved to see it so when is this happening jeff it is happening thursday december 9th through sunday december 26th and evidently it sells out every time it it goes into production so that's what i heard from matthew from when he did it so (laughs) again that website is desertroseplayhouse.org They've they've been having a really good run since they moved to that new space. Oh yeah, most of their shows have been selling out. 
They're, they're fantastic. We went there for one event. It was a comedy event with our good friend uh, Jason Stewart and also our good friend uh, Shan Carr. And um, uh, do they S- consider Selena you a Luna? good friend? I would think so. <laughs> I would hope. No, so. and I know Jason and I. Sh- I know Shan. Shan, I've known She was my neighbor when we lived in Palm Springs. She was just around the corner. We'd yeah. go to these fabulous pool parties. She would throw where she'd do the screen, and everybody would get in the pool and watch the movie. And <laughs> and she had her little dog there, and it was just so fun to live on that little street it, with it, her as my neighbor. Well, and cool. she was she was one of the comedians for uh, Greater Palm Springs Pride on the main stage. Yes, yeah, she was. We are going to be back in a minute with Paul Belsito and his husband, Stephen Roach. They are the founders of the Filmmakers Gallery, and they're going to talk about some really cool upcoming shows that they have, but also some of the ones they've done in the past that are fantastic. You're listening to The Jeff Hawker Show on Radio 111. The Desert Cities A to Z on LGBTQ. This is the Jeff Hawker Show on Radio 111. We are in the studio with Paul Belsito. He is half of the Filmmakers Gallery. Um, we're going to introduce Stephen in a second, but the Filmmaker, Filmmakers Gallery was founded in 2012 by you and your husband, Stephen, as a brick-and-mortar multimedia gallery in Long Beach. How did that all get started? Well, actually, we had a gallery prior to that called Belcito Rocher Fine Art Gallery. That was down the street um, in Long Beach. And one of the last um, shows we did was with Tom Beards from Young and the Restless. Now, he's not only a talented author and actor from a very famous soap opera, but he is an amazing painter. So he did these original paintings and the most talk of the town show at the time was called Hollywood in Red. Now he called it Hollywood in Red because he took subject matter like uh, Sean Penn and Tom Cruise pushing a baby carriage together. He painted them as gay couples. That was straight subject matter actors painted in gay scenarios so it was fascinating and we had big windows that when people would walk by you could see the entire layout of our shows from all the way from you know mid eye level all the way up to the ceiling because the windows were so big so people would like come from all over to look just in our windows about that show (laughs) and he got a lot of attention so when we ended up moving down the street i said you know, I don't want to keep calling our, this gallery the same name because I feel like we need to rebrand our product. And Stephen said, what are you talking about? I said, let's make this all about Hollywood and art and multimedia. Yeah. And so, so that's how it came to be. So, Stephen, you're here to join us on the telephone? I am. How are yeah, you? How are you? And, I'm and, doing good. And, Hi, husband. <laughs> hey, honey. <laughs> Hi, honey. I'm home. <laughs> so how did this all come about, the, the Filmmakers Gallery, turning it in? Like, you do these amazing video clips uh, and these montages of famous people. And you showcase them. You have a weekly thing at Quads on Wednesday nights uh, on Arenas. How did that? How did you go from a gallery environment to doing things like this? 
You want me to take it? Well, sure. yeah, you're, yeah. He's, he's talking to you, babe. Okay. So basically <laughs> when we, we moved out here to the Valley four years ago and um, we had a brief, maybe 10 second conversation about um, uh, uh, Paul mentioned, you know, brick and mortar again. And I said, X nay to the brick and mortar. A, I said, I, I want to keep doing what we're doing in other people's venues where we create, you know, we create our events and, but we go, we did Palm Springs cultural center. Now we're doing Mary Pickford and, you know, kind of let them do the vacuuming and the dusting and the cleaning and, and paying the gas bill. We'll just kind of create and expand our audience. So we did that. And then one morning we we're having breakfast and, uh, and Paul said, I wonder if there's some place we could do like a weekly, um, a weekly series, if you will. And, you know, we, th- we talked about arenas and then within seconds we thought, well, quads, kind of matched everything we were looking for they had their, they have their famous show two nights and the screens were kind of positioned correctly and it, everything the vibe just seemed right so we approached the owners um in 2018 i guess and we uh we used to do it on tuesdays so we just started doing that and then um uh paul trained himself i'm so proud of him trained himself to be this amazing editor uh first picture and then adding sound and sound effects and everything you left out one little thing we used to actually broadcast everything through the internet which that was the way at the old space in long beach is the way the only way i knew how to do it i would grab clips off youtube and i'd make little files and i'd think oh that's a great clip and this is a great clip and i'd throw these shows together but they were saved under files well when i got here nobody does it that way you know and they they were open to it the owners were open so they said hey if you want to try this go ahead so i tried it and it worked until the first internet like freeze of all of the internet yahoo was down one night and it happened to be the night of our show so all the audience was it was like a wah 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 moment (laughs) and they were like maybe 45 minutes into the show and then it just stopped and people were like hey so that's when somebody approached me and said um, one of the DJs here, I think it was DJ Galaxy, and just brilliant, said, love him. Yes, yeah. I love, love, love him. He actually helped me transition into the way a DJ VJ would do things the correct way. So <laughs> I trained myself from that point on. So uh, it's Wednesday nights at what time? Uh, it's always from six to nine thirty. And um, sometimes we go a teeny, teeny bit over, but usually it's that that time frame um, and everybody has a great time. Uh, We do have special theme drinks that I am a mixologist at home and at parties, not professionally, although Steven says, you should try a bar here in Palm Springs. They'd love your drinks. But uh, I theme them all about the theme night. So um, for the Carol Burnett one coming up, I think it's called, I saw it at the bar and I just had to drink it. Yeah, so when <laughs> when is this one? Because some of her family is coming. Yeah. You the, always bring in like family members or well, agents we, or dressers or something well, that's related to the videos well, that you're so doing. It's so funny you said family because we had a family affair night. We had Sissy from Family Affair, Kathy Garver, and then all the people from, you know, those old shows we grew up. You know, Jeff. Yeah. Those old shows. Yeah. No. Well, well, maybe I wasn't they're even not born yet. Maybe they're not that old. <laughs> no, but one of my favorites that I've been to, um, and this is a, uh, for you, Stephen, was the one with Marilyn Monroe. Oh, that was the first one that we jump started. 
Yeah. There were yeah, that was the first one back. There were we clips yeah. in there that were like how did you even find okay, these? I have to give credit to that. Do you know Travis Smith? Travis Smith. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh he is with H3K. Is that did I get H3K that right? Design. Yeah, design. Yep. He's a fabulous designer and his husband John John White. Oh, John White, thank you very yeah, much. Really Who's a fabulous real estate agent. The both of them are such a cute couple and bear couple and creators. Um, he actually saw me on walking down arenas one day. He goes, you need to do a Marilyn Monroe show. And he goes, but I have a twist. I said, what's that? He goes, you highlight all the Marilyn Monroe actresses that have ever played Marilyn Monroe in cinematic and television history. And he said, and the stage. So that's what the focus of that was. Yes, we did show Marilyn and brought in like bio stuff about her. Yeah. But he, that was a brilliant idea on his part. And he actually hosted the first time we showed that back in, what, Stephen, 2018, 2019. And then, of course, COVID hit and so much time went by when I came back and because Marilyn's statue had just welcomed back here in Palm Springs, I said, how, how fitting Toto, you came back, you came back that we brought, you know, that whole vibe of the Maryland celebration back to that area of arenas too, by showing that. So yeah. I have to give credit for Travis for that idea. That was Where great. Credit is due. Um, so oh, I want to quickly throw in tomorrow night. I know we'll get to that later, but I'm so excited. It's, uh, all about Liza Minnelli. And there's some amazing, uh, Paul again found just some amazing footage and, and old clips and TV specials that uh, people are going to go, wow, I didn't know she sang. Wow, I didn't know she did that. Oh, she appeared on that. I even really have cool her stuff. I even have her from Paris. I, I have a couple of very cool renditions that she's done of some songs from live in Paris in the 60s. I think it's late 60s is the footage I got. It's phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, when you see some of her production numbers from early on in her Broadway experience, I mean, there was nobody that was as vivacious and multi-talented as her. I mean, she ruled it. I even have, as a surprise, and I'll give this away because this is your show, Yeah, <laughs> uh, I have a very, very rare reel um, of footage clips uh, not all of the songs, but the footage from her Victor Victoria performance when she did that in color. And it's to die for. It's like I found it. I stumbled upon it. I had to remaster it and rework it and actually fix some of the audio. But it is really cool to what see her What time do that. frame was that? Um, I believe that was in the 80s, Stephen, correct? Or the mm, 90s? No, no, no. It was, uh, I think, the mid to late 90s. It was... Um, I don't know if she was the first replacement for Julie Andrews on Broadway, oh, but that's she right. was one of the subsequent. So this is the Broadway version the Broadway of version. Victoria. Yeah. It has uh, a lot of great songs. Uh, they, they kind of uh, took the uh, movie Oscar winning movie score and then kind of bumped it up even another couple of notches. And there's some, uh, some fabulous songs and they, they tie into the story beautifully, but you know, for a musical, you have to have a few more songs than what the movie contains. So I even yeah. included yeah. some really rare footage of her as a little toddler and Judy Garland there at a birthday party. And the footage is crystal clear that I oh, found. I, yeah, I walked into the room and my mouth dropped open and I said, oh, oh, my God. I just was like I was glued to the fuzz mesmerized because it's full color. Uh, it's uh, from one of Liza's birthdays. And it's just, it's crystal clear, full color, and it's absolutely gorgeous. Well, I put it to a, a 
Barbara Streisand's song from The Way We Were, I put To The Way We Were, and Liza does a duet with Bing Crosby, and, and she's singing Yesterday, and he's singing The Way We Were, and on top of that, I interweave this montage of her as a toddler and it's so it came out so good i was crying i'm like i'm crying on my own work that's that's a little much but well you know you have to be passionate about what you do (laughs) you know and and it's so funny because i always get these text messages from you you got to come see it this week it's going to be really great and you know i try to come when i can oh yeah you're a great supporter of us are you kidding so (laughs) so how do you monetize all this well, we get we make a lot of our money just from, you know, the crowds being there and and helping support the bars here on arenas because, you know, everybody likes their liquor here. They you know, do. We, we, got, we come in crowds when we like to go party. So I always tell people, bring your friends, have some of my signature drinks, you know, because I try to get really, really creative with yeah. some of these cocktails and make them fun. I mean, we bring stuff to like accent the drinks like well, little flamingos and things and that make well, them fun well they always but say wine is fine but lick is quicker <laughs> and mom uh, always says don't play drinks in the house so it's i want to throw in a plug that we're always looking not to cut you off husband okay. always looking for sponsors or anybody oh, yes. out there with a business anybody who wants that we will we can create a little uh, yes. commercial and i could do a commercial it, uh, on our on our events there into the quads for you guys so anybody who needs the sponsor uh interest in being a sponsor i can help you with your business so you can find you guys on facebook instagram twitter youtube now we were talking a little about about youtube and that is actually a way to monetize some of this stuff. Correct, correct. And we you get followers to come like you. We need to get like more you. followers, please. If you anybody has the time to even watch YouTube, I know everybody's busy, but if you have the time to go on there, subscribe to us. You'll be enlightened. There's a lot of stuff that I try to educate people with certain things that we've filmed, that we've done, Q and A's we've done about the Golden Girls. With the I'm having the writers of the Golden Girls come down in February for a post Valentine's sweet tart event. You know, because those old ladies were sweet and tart, weren't they? So that's my title for, you know, the sweet tarts with the Golden Girls. And I'm having two of the original writers coming down there, Stan Zimmerman and Rick Kopp. And then I'm also having the author of the book. And I forget the name of it, Stephen, but it's a Golden Girls book. Jim Colucci. He'll be there, too. Stephen, we're going to say goodbye to you for now because I know you're on your lunch hour at work. So we'll, we'll see you tomorrow night. Yeah, I'll see you too, babe. At at Quads. All right. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more with Paul on their upcoming event at the Mary Pickford Theater and also the Down Syndrome Film Festival that you're putting together. You're listening to The Jeff Hawker Show on Radio 111. You're listening to The Jeff Hawker Show from Radio 111, live from Palm Springs. Here's Jeff. Welcome back. We have Paul Belsito in the studio with us today. It's nice to be back and talking with people in the studio. Yeah, actually living, breathing face-to-face. So much better having a rapport. So, 
I, I don't want people to miss this. So when is the Carol Burnett one? The Carol Burnett one is coming up on the week of Christmas. So it'll be that Wednesday. So it'll be Wednesday, December 22nd. And it's from 6 to 9.30. I do have uh, Carol's daughter. Um, it'll be Jody and Lonnie is the husband. Um, and they're just, they've been Facebook friends. I used to go to the improv, Hollywood improv, all the time to see my friend Sheena Metal is her name. I don't know if you know her, but she had a show, still has a show on LA Talk Radio. And this is kind of comfortable for me because we've been on her show a couple times and done this whole thing, except Steven was in the studio for that time around. But um, she um, would have these amazing shows, and I'd met so many cool people through her and kept in contact. And Jody is actually one of them. So, um, yeah. So if you go to Facebook, you do a search for the Filmmakers Gallery. Correct, correct. And the same with Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Um, you also have a Down Syndrome Film Festival mm -hmm. that you're affiliated with as well. Yeah, the Down Syndrome Film Festival um, came about. My nephew has Down Syndrome, and he's a multiple, um, you know, several different kinds of the awards, gold, um, all the different colors that he's won over the years but um he has so many i can't even i've lost count but just having him as my nephew i mean he always says oh you're my favorite uncle uncle paul so um, i wanted to do something to help bring more awareness to people with down syndrome and their disabilities because they're such talented gifted people they need to be recognized now we also wanted to put something together because we became really good friends with Jamie Brewer who was one of the lead stars on American Horror Story as you know and she played on f I think five seasons of the show of Ryan Murphy's uh, American yeah. Horror Story yeah. and we became very close with her and, and you know at, met her at one of the Hollywood improv events and then we became Facebook friends and it just kind of you know how that works yeah just kind of goes bills from there and uh, she started become friends with us and she just was such a delight that we wanted to do a special day at the brick and mortar uh, location and focus on all her episodes on American Horror Horror Story. And people came and they got to meet her. They loved it. And so from there, I thought when we arrived out here in Palm Springs, I said, we have got to do something for the this community here. And we were kind of unsure how it would be received at first because, you know, there isn't anything like this out here, but there is an organization called Ezekiel's Gift of Love, and it's organized in the Coachella Valley. So we ended up merging with them. Uh, her name is Yadira. Uh, Yadira, if you're listening, I apologize that right now I can't think of your last name <laughs> because, you know, it's a lot to remember all this stuff. Yeah. But she merged with us, and 20% of everything raised went to that foundation for the first annual. And that was back in, I think, 2019, November of 2019. Now, we're getting ready to embark on the second annual post-COVID. And so we're getting ready. We just had a meeting with um, the founder of the one in Florida. Her name is Gail Ford Williamson. She's fantastic. She's one of the top um, LA talent uh, agents out here, especially with people with disabilities. And um, well, and you see it more and more in film and television, yes. people in wheelchairs, yes. people who are deaf, people who are blind, who were completely unrepresented exactly. until very recently. 
Exactly, and that's what we want to bring awareness. Um, and when we did the first one, so many people came up to us. Parents, you know, were the number one people of bringing their kids, and they'd say to me and Stephen, "Thank you for doing this." My child, one particular parent says, said to me, "Mom, I seeing this on the screen, I know I can do this now too," and that just melted my heart when I right. heard that. Because and the mother said, "You guys are doing." an exceptional job bringing this here to the Coachella Valley. So we're just excited to have it kind of pick up where it left off. Right, right. Second annual. It'll be March 18th, 19th, 20th. We've now uh, moved the festival. We'll now be at the new location, which is the Mary Pickford Theaters. And, and they're it's great be, people to work with. Oh, my God. Ted Hain. I have to give a shout out to yep, him. Yep. He is the most awesome guy. And he's really excited to... Um, work with our first event that we're doing there um, come uh, now I'm just blanking out December 10th of and so are these month. are these films that are feature films or are they in the, the they film have, festival circuit they have been feature films we are that was our, about our meeting last night with Gail we are actually going to see which ones of this year are are the hot topic movies but we have ones from the past that we are bringing in just to bring awareness of all these gifted actors. Peanut Butter, Peanut Butter Falcon is actually one of them. And there's several others in the past that we've spotlighted. So, wow, you're just a wealth of information. We're definitely going to have to have you and Stephen back and just talk about everything going on in your world. But if you want to find out about the Filmmakers Gallery, you can find uh, by search on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and of course, please subscribe to them on YouTube. Get some followers going. So you can make some money to keep this all going. I mean, this is so unique. Well, our first Margaret O'Brien Award will be on December 10th. So don't miss it at the Mary Pickford. PJ Souls. You can't miss it. Yeah, thank she's you the award. to Paul, Stephen, Jerry. What a great show today. We'll be back next Tuesday with another cast of characters. You've been listening to Radio 111 and the Jeff Hawker Show.